This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. Chicago Board of Trade Markets accomplished at least three things this week. They kicked out week longs, set an expectation that the highs are in, and gave China another opportunity to hoodwink markets into giving them another buying opportunity. Farmers had stopped selling as prices climbed. Now with potential highs in place, some panicked with sales. But more than that, the shock to confidence will prime the pump to open bin doors on retracement rallies. I'm less convinced that the high in soybeans has been seen. I'm still a fan of long corn and soy meal, covering feed needs into fall. Crop tours found some record yield potential for winter wheat, but it is still priced like feed, getting too cheap. Harvest lows for wheat will have likely come early. Spring wheat is not faring as well. I think that China played us like a fiddle again this week. Corn is still near $11 a bushel in China, near $8 a bushel in Brazil, while our new crop traded near $5 this week. Of course the Chinese came in to buy. There were rumors that China was canceling more purchases, but that was fake news, a fabrication. Who benefited? China did as they came in and bought even larger quantities than they were said to have canceled. Then they reportedly bought more old crop. They sold much of the 2020 corn crop for under $4 a bushel, so why would they cancel those purchases? And now they are stealing this one for $5. USDA is helping them as they have been unwilling to fully recognize the true level of Chinese demand in their balance sheets. They are overstating 2020 corn and soybean carryovers, which favors end users, including China. USDA did report weekly export sales of 555,000 metric tons of old crop and 5.69 million metric tons of new crop corn. The Chinese government entities are buying. There is something missing yet this time from when markets tops typically form. There's been no rationing and no demand destruction. They still have to fess up on how bad the Brazilian corn crop is. They lost hundreds of millions of bushels of potential corn exports in their drought. Crops are not that good in China or Ukraine. That is why China stepped into our market again. Export demand has not been stopped or even slowed. Most think that $7 corn would make ethanol producers cringe. Another set of fake news this week put out by bears was that the ethanol basis collapsed. No, it did not. It never wavered at 40 cents over here. They are making great money, making ethanol and distiller's grain out of $7 corn. In fact, they have a record margin. That's probably hard for some to believe, but it is true. Ethanol demand is surging post-COVID along with gasoline demand. Expecting a very strong summer driving season as previous shut-ins hit the road. This demand should extend clear through the end of the year. I'm going to sell corn for $7 and may get a dividend check from the ethanol plant too. I would have never expected that. Last for demand is feed consumption. Meat demand is very strong. The drought impacts the ability to hold cattle outside of feedlots, and numbers on feed are now near 105%. That's not going to change a great deal. Packers are getting plenty for beef while cheating feedlots out of the value of their cattle with their market power. Any feedlot that thinks that the cost of gain is his big problem is not in the real world. Feedlots have gone along with Packers tolerating this rate for entirely too long. They can afford the feed. What they cannot afford is not getting paid the value of beef. Chick sets are up 8% over last year, and there's a chicken wing shortage. Chicken and cold storage is down over 22% from last year. 
poultry integrators are building infrastructure. More than half of pork production comes from integrated packers. According to Dow Jones and Iowa State, their profit margin on May 26th was $115.68 a head. That includes the cost of feed. That is a record profit. High-priced corn makes for high-priced hogs, so they say. They were right. No one in the pork industry is going to reduce production because of the price of corn or soy meal. They are almost in the same place as China, competing with them for corn. Tight labor, not the price of feed, is the primary issue limiting livestock and poultry production. Demand is still hitting on all cylinders. No one has stopped using grain or soy because of price. Rain will not add to old crop supply. Demand rationing has not occurred from recent price strength. Demand fundamentals would argue that the highs are not in and the supply is not there to cap it. Eric Snodgrass has got my respect after watching weather forecasters for as long as I have. He says that the recent rains that we are getting are not going to eliminate the drought conditions that exist and summer will be trouble. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits. Thank <laughs> you.